Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, our 24-minute recaps, episode number 15. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube, at Dime Dropper Podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and then, of course, to follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. So tonight, we have an eventful episode because of an eventful day that took place in the NBA Let's start with the news that everybody wants to hear. Plumber Jim Harden being traded to the Nets. So last night, James Harden came out and gave his little spiel about how I've done everything I can. And, you know, basically saying that he's done. Which we could already tell by his body language. I said it last night. I was tweeting last night. He looked disinterested the whole game. And, you know, this is an organization. And let let me be clear. James Harden has done a lot for Houston and the Rockets. The Rockets have also done a lot for him. They gave him this opportunity to be the star that he's blossomed into. They've put, you know, every single piece around him that he's needed. I mean, they gave him Dwight Howard when he first got there. And then they gave him Chris Paul. And they gave him quality role players when he was with those Dwight Howard teams. Whether it was, you know, Cordy Brewer, Josh Smith, Jason Terry. And then, you know, you go on further, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, Mike D'Antoni, who elevated his offensive game, and then Chris Paul, and then he drove Chris Paul away, basically, and then got Westbrook and then drove him away. So, you know, people are starting to not want to play with this guy. He's, you know, we all know the type of style he plays, and I've called it out many times, and I'm not going to talk about it in this episode because you guys already know me and what I like and what I don't like, and you know I don't like the way he plays. So when I heard the news... I really thought, you know, honestly, we've been watching the Nets. They're one of our dime dropper teams. And as a, as somebody who's been watching the Nets, I'm disappointed now because I need to, I, I'm being forced now, essentially, if I want to keep watching the Nets, to have to watch the dribbler, as Charles Barkley rightfully calls him, which I'm not excited about. But let's look at it from a basketball perspective for one second. So the Nets traded for Harden. I don't think it's a great move because I just think that they should have kept it where it was at. But, you know, on paper, it sounds very nice. So they're taking the gamble. They want to put the star power together, the new big three, the new super-duper team in the NBA. And they've done so. And it's funny because Harden reunites with Kevin Durant. So Harden has played with Westbrook and Durant since he's left Oklahoma City. But so now we have the situation where, let's look at it from KD's perspective. Now, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm thinking, okay, I'm still the best player on this team. I hope James knows his role. And, you know, the organization made the move. Let's figure it out. We, sh- we should be good. If I'm Kyrie, I'm like, I'm a little feeling a little bit hurt here because I thought this was going to be me and KD's team. I thought I was going to be the second guy. I thought, you know, I would be the first guy sometimes. Now what's going to happen to him? You know, Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, we've seen him play in, in offenses that don't need the ball to stick. And he's not a very ball dominant, like ball stays in his hands a long time kind of guy. Kyrie Irving, on the other hand, though, kind of is. He loves to dribble. He loves to iso. James Harden is the most ball-dominant player I've ever seen in my entire life. So those, it's going to be very interesting to see how they work out. But the thing is, I don't even need to predict whether that's going to work out or not because there's a glaring problem that nobody who doesn't watch Nets basketball is not even considering. They traded away their only source of rim protection. 
What the fuck was that all about? Jared Allen going? So you're left with DeAndre Jordan now? We've seen him this season. He's dog shit. And he was, he's been bad for five years, okay? And the Nets have no defense. I don't know what they were thinking with this. They, they better get somebody to... to Patch this hole up. Because people think that they're going to just... I know defense is very non-existent in this era. But what was the last championship team that did not have good defense? I'll tell you what it is. There's no such thing. You have to be able to defend. You have to be able to guard at a high level to win a championship. Their best defender is Kevin Durant. Shout out to Bruce Brown, actually, who played very, very well last night. I didn't watch their game tonight. But they he played very well last night. So props to Steve Nash. He's someone that's going to be used very, very much so going forward. And he's maybe the best defender on the team. I have to watch him more. But Brett... Bruce Brown and I almost said Brett Brown. Bruce Brown and Kevin Durant are the best defenders on this team. They have no interior presence. DeAndre Jordan ain't no presence anymore. He's gonna get feasted on. This is they are in trouble on the defensive end. And Harden and Kyrie are very pick and choose. This has a complete chance of being a train wreck. And you know what? If they win the championship, I'll legitimately be surprised, honestly. Even despite, you know, what a lot of kids are saying, Gen Z bots. Or, you know, even basketball analysts are saying, I really just think that if they don't address the rim protection issue, they're not going to be doing jack. I swear to God. And honestly, I think, you know, they could win the championship. Of course, when you put that talent together, they could. But I don't see it this year. Not with the Lakers and the way they're playing. Not the way the chemistry that they've built. You know, they know their roles. They have a team that knows 1 through 10 what is needed on a given night. They know how to play with one another. This is a complete circus. And, you know, there's a huge chance. This is all on James Harden. How is he going to buy into this? It's not all about him anymore. He better be ready. He begged and cried for a trade. He better be ready to play team basketball. Oh my goodness, Steve Nash, I feel bad for him. But you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. You can put me on freezing cold takes. You can say whatever you want. This team is not making the finals this year if they do not do anything about the rim protection. Not making the finals. I swear to God, given the matchup, they could lose in the first round. I wouldn't even put it past them. I swear. If they get Miami, Boston, honestly, even Indiana is a sleeper at this point because they, they, they defend and they just got Karras. You know, I don't know what's. I, Oladipo was looking a little fresher. I don't know what's going to happen when he goes to Houston. But. I think the Rockets made out pretty well with this with all the picks they got. But yeah, I'm putting my money on it. I already bet 100 bucks with my friends today. Nets aren't making the finals. I'm betting on it. You know, come back to this in months. If I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. I'll take my L. I mean, I'm not here to make predictions for you. Leicester City won the fucking Premier League six years, five years ago. So sports is very hard to predict. You know, LeBron James came to the Lakers. I would have never guessed that 10 years ago. I'm here to break down what happens in the games and tell you why teams win and why teams lose, not to make predictions. You know, Charles Barkley wouldn't be on air if it was about making predictions. So that's all I think about it. It's going to be a complete fucking circus. I'm going to watch all the games, maybe, probably. It's not going to be that fun, though. I can't. Oh, by the way, just for a personal fan side, fan side of things, I actually was rooting for this team. Um, Kind of, somewhat. But... Yeah, no, not anymore. I can't stand them anymore because now they have Harden, so like I just cannot stand them. I hope they lose every game. I hope they suck. I hope they're terrible. I hope they don't win anything. And I hope that this shows to all the young Gen Z bots that just putting a collection of superstars together like it's 2K my team doesn't always result in a championship. Defense and chemistry is important. But, you know... If they sign a big, I said that my friend confirmed the bets off. If they sign a good rim-protecting big, then it's up to the offense and how they gel, ultimately. Which is the real question, usually, with teams of this nature that put these type of guys together. But until they address that, their defense is dog shit. I watch Nets games. People don't watch Nets games. Their defense is horrible, especially down in the paint. So... Let's move on. That's it for the Nets tonight. They got another win tonight. I heard Kevin Durant played it back-to-back. -back. Good for him. I love to see it. KD, by the way, 
looks unlike unlike John Wall, li- really lost a step, it seems. You know, Kevin Durant looks like he hasn't lost a step at all. Like he is just like he was before. And maybe that's because, you know, gives you got to give credit to the modern surgeries, but also Kevin Durant for being a skill-based player. Anyway, so let's move on to the Clips. We just got a narrow win, my Clips, against the Pelicans, 111-106. The Pelicans were shorthanded tonight without Zion due to contact tracing and Lonzo. So I was hoping to get a blowout win. And with the Clippers, for whatever reason, besides that Portland and Minnesota game, we just can't seem to blow teams out. It was neck-to-neck to start. I thought our defense was a little shaky. We were letting Ingram get into that mid-range area. Ibaka was playing way, dropping way too deep. But we adjusted a little bit. And the second quarter was when we really started to take take flight in ways. And I noticed the strategy from the Pelicans. It was basically to pack the paint and not let Kawhi and Paul George get in the paint. And, you know, throw two guys on Kawhi at every screen. Double-team him if he's in the mid-post. Get the ball out of of Kawhi's hands. And that's why Kawhi didn't have that many shot attempts in the beginning. He was just kind of making the right plays. And I thought that we did a really good job in the second quarter of, you know, getting in the paint, driving, not settling, and that creates congestion. That creates open shots. And Kawhi and Paul George, for the most part, were making the right reads, kicking it out to shooters, and we were knocking them down. The clips were great from three all night long, which you love to see, and they were taking the right threes, and they weren't taking too many except in the second half we did start going a little stagnant again even though we opened up a big 18 point lead at halftime paul george was getting in his bag again tough tough buzzer beating three before the half and you know i liked our energy in the third quarter ibaka was starting to pick and pop for some from for some mid-ranges like we saw in okc all those years ago he was more of a mid-range shooter than a you know pick and pop three-point shooter but he also hit one three one of two from three and he made an adjustment He started playing up a little higher, protecting the rim. He got a couple blocks as the game went on, started affecting shots. He had two blocks in the game. And I thought Patrick Beverly was fantastic tonight. You know, really good getting into defenders, just doing the Pat Beth thing, getting into defenders, putting pressure on people, getting his hand on the ball. He was really good tonight. He only had, oh, he had three fouls, but he had two steals and two blocks and 10 points. He was three of seven from three, and he hit one in the fourth quarter. So Patrick Beverly was very solid for me tonight. And then, you know, Morris came in and hit some open threes. Zubats has been a little better these last two games. He's gotten a couple dunks under the basket. Nine and seven for Zoo. Eight points for, for Mook. Two of four from three. But Nikhail Alexander-Walker, my God. The random Clipper opponent of the night to have their career game. And it was a career game for Nikhail. He was literally hitting everything under the sun. Contested threes off the dribble. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, but I could because it's the Clippers, and that's just bound to happen. 15 of 23, 5 of 8 for Nikhail, 37 points and 8 rebounds. A career night. He did cool down, though, at the end, and we were contesting his shots. And I thought Kawhi was fantastic defensively tonight. He was my player of the game because he was, you know, whoever he was guarding, it it seemed like the possession would end up well for us, whether it was, you know, Kawhi just... Standing his ground, playing good one-on-one defense like he became famous for. Or it was help defense. He, he got the he got his hand on the ball so many times on defense tonight, Kawhi. He was engaged. He was aggressive. And you know the best part about it, even though we were very stagnant, and I'm not liking this habit again, guys. We almost blew the lead again tonight. We were outscored in the second half by 11 points. So that's not good enough. 
but Kawhi did his job of closing out the game late. I was getting nervous for a second that we may choke again, and I was going to have to come back and rant again to you guys about how angry I was, but thank thankfully, we saw a Kawhi Leonard performance similarly to what we saw in the beginning of last year's regular season, where he closed the games out with authority, getting to those mid-range areas, and he even hit a contested three. Ever since the mask has come off, Kawhi has looked more like himself. He was my player of the game tonight with... 28 points, 6 boards, 9 assists, with some great driving kicks, finding our open guys, and 2 turnovers only. He was great. Kawhi was the guy tonight. 8 of 18 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. Nick Batum, he was not as great defensively tonight. Like, for example, 5 fouls, some unnecessary ones, including that late one on JJ Baby Dick for that 4-point play. But Batum's shooting has just been exceptional still. He made some tough ones tonight as well. 3 of 7 from 3. Those were all his shots, only 3s. And he had nine points to finish off. So the Clippers finishing 48% from three on the night, 18 of 37. Half of our shots were threes, but you know why I don't have too much of a problem with it? Because they were going in and they were coming from dribble penetration, not just settling. Paul George, great game again tonight. He continues to have an MVP caliber season so far. I'd say he's been a top five, probably top five player in the league this season, honestly. He's at uh, 27 points. Six boards, six assists, eight of 16, five of nine from three. He was taking good shots. Paul George has been making tough shots, but he just looks like he's playing with that confidence. And when he's playing with this kind of confidence, he's very hard to guard. So the Clips win two wins in a row. That's great for us. Taking care of business against teams that we should beat. Making it a little too difficult for my liking, but whatever. A win's a win, and it's good for confidence. Eight and four record. And our next game is against the Kings. That should be another win. So hopefully, let's get a streak going here, guys. Let's get three in a row. Let's keep the foot on the gas pedal. Anyway, let's close it out with the Lakers. By the way, Super Chats are on. If you want to drop a dollar for your boy, please do so. You know, thanks for everybody that donated yesterday. We are going to put this to good use eventually. I promise you that. We are not capping on that one. But anyway, so yeah, drop a dollar. Wait, we're going to go live to the YouTube chat in a second. Let's end it off with the Lakers and the Thunder. The Lakers, again, very favorable schedule to start the season, I might say. But they came out with that right energy. And the Lakers, I think this has been a common theme for two years here with Vogel and Anthony Davis joining the team. The starts the Lakers get off to, they set the tone from the jump. And it always starts with LeBron. But tonight it started with Anthony Davis, who was getting the ball, posting up on that left block or right block like five times in a row to start the game on Baisley. And what do we talk about all the time, Laker fans and Dime Dropper fam? Anthony Davis, when he gets into the mid post and doesn't settle, he is fantastic. One of the best power for one of the best players in basketball. And he was literally cooking. Turn around over the right shoulder, running hook, and one. Give me a foul. You know, face up. AD was in his full bag in the beginning of the game. Marcus Saul was doing a great job protecting the rim. Marcus Saul, here's the thing: Lakers lack of rim protection, but Marcus Saul ain't no slouch at the rim. He's seven feet, he puts he makes himself big. Dennis Schroeder was good tonight again. Just the Lakers were just on all cylinder, playing Laker basketball, defending, using their length to bother. OKC, AD was switching on to a multitude of guys. And the Lakers just had their, you know, they outclassed them. The talent gap was big. You know, they got contributions from so many guys, including Caruso, who came off the bench and made some great plays, driving and kicking, finding open guys. And Caruso has been really good hitting this three ball this season. He didn't miss a shot again tonight. Two shots, two makes, two threes. Six points for Alex Caruso. Montrader came in, got some buckets, 21 points. A lot of it was in garbage time, though. This game was basically in the refrigerator by the first half. Lakers were up by—actually, no. It was a 12-point game going into halftime. The Thunder made it a little closer. 
But in the second half, the Lakers came out and finished them. LeBron started getting going, attacking the rim. And LeBron was just doing his LeBron thing again. He, he continues to be, for me, the best player in the league this season. Kevin Durant, honestly, second. Because KD hasn't even had one bad game this season, guys. Go check out you know, my recaps or his box score. Even though he's had two opportunities to make game-tying shots or game-winning shots and missed. That doesn't mean he had a bad game. He hasn't even had a bad game this season, Kevin Durant. He has been phenomenal. So has Joel Embiid, though, honestly. He's somebody that him, LeBron... And Kevin Durant have been the three best players for me this season. But Paul George has been great. Jalen Brown has been great. Luka Doncic has been good, very good. And Jokic has been very good. But I got to go with the guys that are winning right now. So KCP, again, very solid outing, hitting his threes. He made two of them out of four, four or six overall from the field for KCP. But Anthony Davis, for me, I guess, I guess LeBron is my player of the game in the end because AD you know, only had 18 points after like his first 12 points in the first quarter. It was just a very easy game for the Lakers. And right now they're just showing, just kind of flexing their muscles that they're the best team in the league. And yeah, so the Lakers taking care of business. Three wins in a row on the road. The Lakers stay undefeated on the road, looking like the best team in the league that they are. 7-0 and away from home, 10-3 and overall. The Lakers are taking advantage of the easy schedule, and they do it by starting out games with the right intensity on the defensive end especially, and that's what they did tonight. So that's all for tonight. We're ending a little under 24 minutes. I'm apologizing to the Warriors fans. I, I saw that you didn't have Pascal last night, and you went cold in the end of the game, and it wasn't a great loss, but you know what? I still think the Warriors are fine, and now that the Rockets are out of the mix, I think they're fully out of the mix in terms of playoffs. That means the Warriors are solidified their spot in the playoffs for me. Barring Steph injury or Draymond injury, the Warriors will be in the playoffs. And my eight that I announced before the season will be the eight. The Warriors, the Blazers, the Warriors, the Blazers, the Dallas Mavericks, the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets, the LA Clippers, the LA Lakers, and the Phoenix Suns. Those are my eight teams. The, if you want to see the order, go check out my preview. But that's it for the night. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure... Tell me what you thought of this episode. We're ending six minutes early tonight. And we're going to go to the live chat now at 18 minutes. Thanks and peace.